0: Alright, what's up guys? Welcome to the Riggo's Rag podcast. This is Jacob Kaminker here. I know I'm not usually the host of this, it's usually Ian Cummings, but today I'm giving the intros, I'm giving the outros, even though I'm on with Ian Cummings today. Uh, We have called this podcast together as an emergency podcast to deal with the Redskins' sudden decision to cut ties with Mason Foster uh, it's a couple days before training camp, and uh, Foster is now no longer on the team, so uh, we're going to dive into that topic, me and Ian, but uh, first of all, Ian, how are you doing today?
1: I was doing good, but after hearing you do the intro, man, oh my God, that's, that is, that I have never heard that before. That's, he's got got—he's got some pep in his voice that I haven't heard before, guys. I don't know what I'm doing giving him this role. The power's going to go to his head, but I don't know. I'm doing pretty well. I, I just... Wow, that's crazy. I've never. You're good at it. You're natural. Don't get me wrong, but
0: wow. Yeah, we're uh, we're doing things a little backwards today. I mean, I I've been holding off taking this role for a long time. You know, just letting Ian have his moment in the spotlight. But today <laughs> today was time for me to take charge. And you know, uh, I'm coming out coming out of my vacation. I'm on vacation right now to do this emergency pod. So it was time for me to take charge. Time for me to bring the energy. And uh, time for us to talk about Mason Foster. I mean, he got cut, and we're talking like a day or two before training camp. He's now no longer on the roster. And at linebacker, the team's now looking a little bit thinner. They don't have that veteran presence as much. So, uh, Ian, what, what are your first thoughts on the on the team's decision to uh, to get rid of Foster at this point in the year?
1: Well, the first thing I felt when I heard about
0: it was like,
1: wow, <laughs> why wait this long? I mean, I feel like i feel like if they were gonna cut him they should have known a lot earlier because you know the comments he made about the team and the fan base that was during the season his poor play that was during the season they knew he was going to be afforded uh four million uh in uh in terms of his contract this year so i don't know why they waited this long uh to kind of establish his roots for the season and get all the way to the di- to a couple days before training camp and then release him so i don't know about the timing but uh Aside from that, it makes sense. I mean, he wasn't playing very well. Uh, coverage, he was kind of a liability there, and he's thirty years old now. Uh, just not a very cost-effective contract with four million. And uh, Trent Williams, I think he's he's got thirteen million annually right now, and he's, he wants to be paid uh, in line with the top tackles in the league. I think with his extension, and this four million, uh, this four million cap cut does a good job cutting that uh, cutting that deficit and closing the gap. I think they might want to release one more person to make it a comfortable margin, but uh, it, it chips away at it pretty well. So I think if they're planning on extending Williams, it does a good job of doing that, uh, but you also get rid of a guy who was kind of a financial liability because he couldn't really play to his contract value. But uh, now it does make the linebacking core really thin and unproven, so that's an issue there. But um, I, I'm, I'm okay with it. I don't know. Uh, the timing was a little weird, but uh, it, it makes sense every other reason
0: yeah you brought up some good points with the offensive linemen specifically if they want to get Trent Williams back in camp they're going to have to give him some sort of raise and I think that's ultimately either going to happen or Williams is not going to want to miss game checks and he may come back to the team but no matter how you look at it freeing up some extra cap and a little extra cash is good because they also have to extend Sheriff and I know I was reading something that said they could even extend Sheriff and open up more cap space this year by doing the extension but still, it comes down to both cap value and cash value, and they just didn't want to pay Mason Foster that much money to probably be a backup, especially given the fact that it seems John Bostic overtook him in a very short period of time. Bostick was the guy they signed after the Reuben Foster injury, and I think just what it boiled down to is the fact that Bostic looked better than Foster. He's younger. He's a little bit more athletic. Try that same kind of two down run stopping ability, but he's younger, he's cheaper, and so I think that's why they went with it. They'll roll with Bostick and Hamilton as the starters, which I kind of thought was gonna happen anyway. Um I had predicted Bostick would start over Foster and Foster would be a run stopping backup. But like you said, it makes sense based on performance to get rid of him. Just the weird thing is, like at this time of the year, like a couple days before training camps, like why didn't they choose to get rid of him earlier? I mean, maybe they were trying to offload him to a linebacker needy team in a trade, but I, I guess if they were going to get rid of him, now is a good time to do it because he might catch on with another team. But it is kind of weird just to have it a couple days before trading camp and now Mason Foster is gone and you've got a few linebackers on the roster and really a few of them are really young guys and unproven. So it will be interesting to see what happens at the position.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. From what I've heard is that John Bostic, uh really impressed in the short time he had uh, after he joined the team. He really impressed them and was communicating well. I don't want the hype train to go off the rails with Bosick because he's been a spot starter, a borderline starter for the Colts and the Steelers, and he was never very good with those teams. But uh, he does have the experience like Foster does, and uh, he's a bit more athletic than Foster, so – um I think you. I think you said they're similar players. I would agree uh, with that. But um, ultimately, you have Foster, who's kind of disillusioned with the team last year, and he's more expensive. So it makes more financial sense to go with posic Um, I hope. I hope they give the younger guys a chance to start. I know Deion Hamilton probably this move confirms that he's a starter because he was already a borderline starter uh, with Foster here. You know, and the team released an article a while back, basically saying, yeah, he's getting a starting opportunity this year. Uh, so I think he showed a lot of little flashes in his time um, on the field last year. And then at Alabama, he showed a lot, too. Uh, really, the only reason he was drafted so low is because of his injuries. So he's got great potential, good athleticism, and good in-game IQ. So that'll be good for him. Um, I do want to see more of Harvey Clemens and Holcomb. Uh, they're both pretty intriguing, uh, respectively. With Harvey Clemens, you got his length and his range, I can be a really good coverage linebacker and I've heard um that he's balked up this offseason. season. We won't know until training camp starts, but um I've heard he's balked up so that'll be interesting to see and maybe he can become a three down linebacker and then Cole Holcomb, uh he's he's already balked up, but he's really athletic too, so he's got some potential. So and um it's it's risky, like you said, to go with these guys. They're really thin uh, but I feel like if you're not if you don't have a good chance of competing for a Super Bowl title, which the Redskins don't this season, uh, as much as we like to hype up the good parts of the team and you know say, well, yeah, they do have upside, but chances are very slim that they're going to be competing for anything meaningful this year. So maybe the best thing to do is try and develop the young guys and see who's worth sticking around as part of your core. And I think maybe that's what they're, part of what they're trying to do with this move.
0: Yeah, and I think you hit the nail on the head with that one. I think. They're trying to get a, a more extended look at these younger guys. Harvey Clevins has been on the team, what, the past two years, I think? Uh, so I think they want to give him a chance to really earn a role in that linebacker core. And, you know, become, either, if not a co- just a coverage specialist, which would be great in its own right, possibly a three-down linebacker. I think uh, Sean Deion Hamilton is definitely going to be the starter. I thought that from the outset. I thought the plan may have been to have a Foster-Foster duo with Ruben Foster and Mason Foster. Um, and Deion Hamilton fighting Mason Foster for that spot. But once Reuben Foster went down, I thought it was pretty much a foregone conclusion that Deion Hamilton would take over at that other starter spot. But I I think you wrote about this earlier, too. I think they're showing some faith in their young linebackers, which is a little bit encouraging. So that's definitely a silver lining to take out of this. I know people were excited about Holcomb because of his athletic ability. People love Harvey Clemens because he's a converted safety. He has great size and should hypothetically be great in coverage. And, you know, like you mentioned, Deion Hamilton, very smart guy, played very well at Alabama. If it wasn't for injuries, he might have been a day-two pick. So I think you're right. They're going to look at what they have, see what they can do. Bostic will be the veteran of the group. And realistically speaking, Foster is probably a good locker room leader, but they have other guys who can step up into that role. Jonathan Allen's heading into his third year. He's been, by all accounts, a great leader and a great presence in that locker room. Uh, Josh Norman and Landon Collins are a couple of talented veterans in the secondary who could help be kind of a locker room voice. I know I talked to Landon Collins on the phone recently, and it seems that he's really ready to get into that locker room and create a brotherhood among the players, and he's already familiar with some of them from his time at Alabama and with the New York Giants, so Perhaps they just felt they needed a a change in voice in that defensive huddle. Um, and Bostic will be able to call the plays while the young guys step into leadership roles. So I'm interested to see how that pans out. Um, and I, I don't know if you have any thoughts about that or if you have any thoughts about um, any other depth on the linebacker depth chart.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, talking about Mason Foster as a leader, because we know he's been a captain. Uh, and you don't want to judge an entire experience on one comment or whatever. We know he was talking about, you know, oh, he didn't even want to be here anymore. Uh, last season wasn't really buying in to uh, the culture that they were building, and uh, I, I don't want to deny he's, he's he has experience, you know, in a young position group, so he was definitely giving that to the Redskins, but I, I just wonder if maybe there was a little bit of unsavoriness between him and the coaches. Maybe the relationship was a little fractured after the whole season kind of fell apart last year, and you had him and Zach Brown kind of speaking out about, you know, how the writing was on the wall and stuff like that. So I don't know if maybe it was a lingering uh, a precipitory um, cause and effect, you know, of that, but some, yeah, I don't know. I think it had to do with that a little bit, but mostly his performance. I know some people are saying, you know, he wasn't the right leader for the team. Uh, that that could be the case, but we we don't know with the information that we have. But I think, like you said, there's a lot of candidates to kind of Fill that leadership role. Uh, you talk about Sean Dion Hamilton; he was frequently called the quarterback of the Alabama defense, and he was calling the pl- he was calling the plays and getting guys in position a lot. And then John Bostic, who uh, reportedly took on that role pretty early uh, in minicamp, early in the year. So that will be interesting to see kind of who takes that role because that's usually what you think of when you think of the quarterback of the defense is the uh, linebacking core. But um, yeah, Landon Collins, I-, I listened to some of the of the of the recordings that you uploaded and he did sound really excited to kind of take on that role too so i think they they have the right building blocks i don't know if mason foster aligned with that i don't know if he didn't align with that but uh the fact of the matter is he, he's gone now they got to make do with what they got and i think that i think there are pieces there I'm just not sure if they can complete the puzzle in terms of leadership but some they seem to have a direction they want to go uh towards and that's that's at least a good sign that they're not just shooting in the dark
0: Yeah, that's definitely a good point. And even if Foster fit the leadership model, he may not have even fit the timeline because I believe he's about 31. And though he's the team's leading tackler last year, his coverage skills had eroded at that point. It it was just clear that he was a two-down run stopper. The team saved money by getting rid of him and saves future cap space and cash so they can use that to invest in other areas. Uh, But now the interesting thing is the linebacker group stands at four people uh, that are likely to make the roster in John Bostick, Sean Deion Hamilton, Josh Harvey Clemens, and Cole Holcomb, who we've already talked about in depth during this podcast. Now, there are a couple of other players that play kind of a hybrid linebacker role in the 3-4 scheme that I think could have a chance of making the roster. and Undrafted free agent B.J. Blunt and former Patriots, Lions, and Bengals linebacker Marquise Flowers. Both have been on the team since this offseason uh, rolled around. Uh, So I think there could be a spot for one of them now, especially if they can prove to play on the edge and in the inside. Uh, I'm curious, you had to pick either Blunt or Flowers, which one would you go with as the fifth linebacker or would you choose not to take a fifth linebacker onto the squad?
1: Um, I would probably choose not to take a fifth linebacker. Uh, Neither of them are good enough or convincing enough for me to take them right now. use a roster spot, I think. Dion Hamilton, Boston, Harvey Clemens and Holcomb is a pretty solid uh, position group if you're just going by young upside. Uh, you know, obviously they're very far from proven, uh but um I, I think that's where I would stop there, but if I had to if I had to pick a fifth one, like if if we finalized the roster and we had 52 spots, like all right, you can pick one more guy, I would probably go with uh Blunt just cuz maybe uh, there's a little bit more untapped potential there uh, where maybe you can get a little more out of them. Flowers is pretty, he's decently athletic too. and He's got some experience, some multifaceted experience. Uh, in uh, our unheralded players segment earlier in the year, we kind of spotlighted him and he was, uh, he's played a lot of special teams. He has a lot of special teams experience across the league, but for the Patriots, he played special teams and defense was kind of a, a variety guy for them, uh, but he's never kind of latched on into an increased role. And so I'm not sure. I think Blunt at this point. I think Blunt's a little more athletic, a little faster. For he's smaller, but he's faster too. Kind of that uh, you got that trading off a little bit. But some I like Blunt's attitude and his tenacity, and I would just rather take a take a risk on him. He's a little bit younger, twenty four years old to twenty seven. So uh, you got to compare that. But some um, if I, if I didn't have to pick one, I'd probably just keep it at four. Uh, I like I like that base group, but uh, Blunt over Flowers for me.
0: Yeah, just to play a little devil's advocate on Flowers, uh, he showed good hybrid ability in that three-four edge rusher and middle linebacker, outside linebacker, special teams guy with the Patriots. I watch a lot of Patriots because I grew up in New England and still and currently live there. Uh, but I can totally see the under, the argument for going with Blunt because of his untapped potential. I think Blunt ultimately makes the practice squad unless he has a great preseason. I don't think they keep an yeah, extra sure. linebacker. Um, uh also, Casanova McKenzie could uh, possibly get a roster spot as an extra rush linebacker now or an edge player in that 3-4 defense. Uh, yeah. I think that might be a little bit of a fallout there. But at the end of the day, I, I agree with you in that those four players are probably going to be the core four at the position. They could keep someone else, but they're likely to invest in depth elsewhere. Um, uh, now, we're running a little bit low on time here. So, uh, Ian, I, I guess my next question would be, Do you think Mason Foster will latch on somewhere else? And if so, do you think he could land somewhere in the NFC East? I don't
1: know. I don't know. I don't want to say that he's going to go in the NFC East because no one really predicted that Zach Brown was just going to sign with the Eagles uh, right after he got released. You you never can tell. I think this late in the year, back then, it was still free agency. So teams had holes and everything. Now it's kind of settled the rosters and, you know, through the draft and even the second stage of free agency uh, you know, after the draft and everything and undrafted free agents some of them might be standing out. Um, I think it'll take a little bit for him to sign somewhere. Uh, maybe if an injury happens uh, to a depth player or something in preseason, I think he should find a role at some point before or during the regular season. Uh, it won't be for more than the minimum, uh, you know, just being a reserve guy, someone to fill in and maybe he could Find his way back to a starting job uh, if injuries take hold somewhere uh, strongly enough, but uh, I don't, I don't see him just like getting calls left and right right off the bat. Um, you know I think his play regressed enough last season where teams will be a little bit skeptical. Uh, but he, he's one of those guys. The Redskins know this very well. They know this type of player very well. A player like Dante Whitner at safety a couple of years back. You know a guy who he's been there done that, but he's not really what he used to be. Uh, but you need that experience anyway, because you don't have much else, you know, something like that. So I think maybe before or during the season, he'll get a call. But um, I don't, I don't expect it to be a a big rush this time. Yeah,
0: and I think because he got released before training camp, he'll probably be one of the top names on the list if a team suffers a linebacker injury, or if there's a potential contending team that's thin on linebacker depth and just wants a two-down run stopper or a leader for their linebacker room, they could go out and target Mason Foster. But I tend to agree with you. It's going to be for the minimum. We're not really going to see it coming at all. Uh, and then the other, the only other interesting thing we have is the Redskins now have a roster spot. So uh, we'll have to keep an eye out on who they go after. Could it be Trey Boston? I highly doubt that. But uh, we'll uh, see what happens in the coming days with that. Uh, they'll probably sign someone soon uh, ahead of training camp. But uh, unfortunately, guys, we are out of time right now. Thank you for listening to the Rigos Riag podcast. Keep it here with us for all the training content you can deal with in the next coming days. Also, we'll have some more exclusive comments from Landon Collins for my interview with him soon, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, But until then, we are done for this podcast. So uh, peace out and have a good night.